Kedushin, Per Gimel, Mishnadal, 3-4. In the past few Mishnayos, we've discussed the possibility of effecting a Kenyan, like a Kedushin, in a contingent way. So a person might say, um, here's your ring, and we are married as of now, Almanas, on condition that, I give you 200 Zuz. So when he delivers the 200 Zuz, then the condition is fulfilled, and then the marriage is going to be effective from back then. Our mission discusses the halachic requirements regarding how one makes a condition, a tanai. And actually, it's a machlokas, and uh, the first opinion will actually be Reb Meir's opinion, who essentially is disagreeing with what we set up to now. So Reb Meir sees in the story of the tribes of Gad and Reuven, when the Jews came into Eretz Yisrael, on their, right before they came into Israel, as we see in, in Parshas Matos, in Bamidbar, uh, the tribes of God and Reuven and half of Manasseh, they wanted to stay on the, uh, what's called Averhayarden, the Transjordan, on the eastern side of Eretz Yisrael, and take the land called the Gilad, and um, raise their flocks over there. So they said to Moshe Benah, we want this. So Moshe Benah suspected they were trying to get out of their responsibility to the rest of Klai Israel to help conquer the land of Israel. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu said uh, a condition. He said, you can have this land, the Gilad, contingent upon, conditional that, you lead the way into Eretzrael. You are at the forefront, the Chalutzim, of the, of the battles to conquer Eretzrael. And after you've conquered it um, for all of Klai Israel, then you're welcome to have your share be in the Eva Yarden in Gilad. But the way that Moshe Rabbeinu presents his contingency, which is you can have Gilad on condition that, he says both the positive and the negative. He says, if you act as chalutzim and go to the front of the battle with your brethren, then you can have the Gilad. And if you don't act as chalutzim at the forefront of the battle for your brethren, then you will get land in Eretz Yisrael. So he speaks out both the positive and negative consequences of the fulfillment of the condition. So Rameir sees in that, the fact that the Torah spoke it out, and Moshe Rabbeinu, who's our mouthpiece for the Torah, um, saw the need to speak out both sides of the condition, that you can learn from there that the way a condition is made in Torah law is what's called in the format of the Tanai of B'nai God and B'nai Reuven, meaning you speak out both sides of the contingency. If the contingency is meant fulfilled, then A, and if it isn't fulfilled, then B. According to Rameir, if you don't do it that way, so then the contingency simply isn't binding. So in other words, like we saw in the previous Mishnayas, a man says to a woman, he gives her a ring, he says, Herat Mekudeshli B'tabat Zu, Almanas, that I give you 200 Zuz. So now we had said before that she's not married until the 200 Zuz arrive. According to Rameir, since he didn't make this like two-pronged um, contingency, he didn't see both sides, so ostensibly that would mean that the contingency is not halakhically binding, meaning she's married from as soon as she takes the ring, regardless of whether or not he delivers uh, that ring, excuse me, that, that 200 zuz. Now the truth is, there'll be machlokas rishonim if he says almanasa, that's true, or if he uses, only if he uses the words like im, if, like an if-then statement as Moshe Rabbeinu did, but we'll come back to that um, at the end, about the Allah Lamaisa. Uh, but that's the conceptual argument. So Rameir is going to say, without saying both sides of the contingency, the contingency simply isn't halakhically significant, whereas um, Hanina ben Gamliel will argue with Rameir, and Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel will say that it's not necessary um, to do so. And he'll sort of be like how we set up to now. So the mission says inside, Rabbi Meir Rameir said, 
Kol Tanai She'eno Ketanai B'nei God of Reuven. Any contingency that is set up, um, but not set up in a way that conforms to the structure of the B'nei God of Reuven, like I said up to now. Eno Tanai, the contingency simply isn't a contingency, meaning the action is binding regardless of whether or not the contingency is met. Shanaamar, as the Pusuk says, so now the Pusuk starts here in Midbar in Perak Lamed Base, Pusuk Chavtes. It says, V'yomer Moshe Aleyhem, Im Ya'avru V'nei Gad V'nei Ruven Itchem. Moshe says to them, If the children of the tribe of God and the tribe of Reuven come with you, and then he says, Unasatem Lehem Es Ha'aretz Hagilad La'achuza. Then the consequences will be, they'll be given the land of Gilad as their as their ancestral land. But then the Pasuk goes on to say, if they don't go in front of you to wage war. So then the Pasuk continues and says, excuse me, if they don't go with you to wage war, then, so then they will get an ancestral land with the rest of you, in Eretz Canaan, meaning in Eretz Israel proper. Okay, so you see, the Moshe Rabbeinu saw fit to say both sides, whether the positive if they do fulfill, and the negative if they don't fulfill the condition. And Rabbeinu says that is the paradigm for Kola Torah Kula. Worth pointing out, he also sees other things from that um, the way it's structured, meaning he sees that the conditions have to be stated before the action, meaning you can't first give a woman a ring, and after she takes it, say, and we're only married, I'm contingent on that, I give you 200 zuz. no. Yet to make those stipulations beforehand at all events. And second of all, um, it has to be that uh, you say the positive consequence, meaning that what will happen if the conditions are fulfilled first, and then you speak out the negative, which is the condition, the, the consequences of what will happen if the contingency is not fulfilled. That's Rabbi Meir's position. Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel Omer, he says no, he disagrees. He says, He says, no, you don't learn out from Moshe Rabbeinu that a general rule regarding um, what's called Tanai Kafel, you have to say both sides, the contingency. Because there Moshe had to speak out both sides. If he wouldn't have spoken out the consequences of what would happen if they don't go with you, so then, you would then um, infer that once they've made this unreasonable request, if they don't carry out their obligations and go to war with the rest of Kalei Israel, they'll get nothing. That's what you might have thought, and therefore Moshe had to say, no, if they don't, they'll still get Eretz like everybody else. So therefore, according to Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel, he agrees that, for example, you have to make the condition before you you do the action. That he agrees that can be learned out from the story of Moshe and the Tanai of God and Reuven, but he says in terms of the necessity to speak up both the negative consequences in addition to the positive, he disagrees because that was just necessary because of the specific situation that Moshe Rabbeinu faced, but not in general. Okay, now the halacha is going to be, notwithstanding how we saw in the previous Mishnayas, like Rebbe Meir, meaning you have that you must make a Tanai Kafel, you must, must say both sides the positive and negative consequences of fulfilling the condition. However, the Shulchan Aruch brings two different opinions based on Roshonim. Many Roshanim learn there's a difference if the uh, contingency uses an expression of almanas as opposed to im. Almanas means something like on condition that, 
And im means if. So the Mishnah is not to said almanas. I'm conditioned that I give you 200 zuz, etc. According to many Rishonim, when you use the expression almanas, um, which you're saying that things should be effective as of now, subject to some later contingency, no need to say the consequences of if it is not fulfilled. Whereas if you use an expression like im, if I do this, then something, so you have to say, and if not, then something else. Otherwise, it's not going to be considered to be a binding condition at all. Um, others learn, and this is a second opinion brought in the Shulchan Aruch, that there's no difference between using the expression im, if, or if you use almanas, I'm conditioned that. Both are the same. One is required to speak out both sides of the Tanai Kafal, both the positive and negative consequences of the fulfillment of the contingency, or the contingency just simply doesn't restrict the transaction. So that means, again, if you would say, according to the halacha, if a person would say, im, if I give it 200 zuz, then we're married, and he gives her the ring and she takes it, but he doesn't speak out, if not, what happens? So then the contingency is not relevant. So when she takes the ring, they're married. And the fact that he said, if I give you the money, doesn't matter. She's married at all events.